This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 254th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I'm so pleased to announce that Jane Eyre, the Writer's Digest annotated classic, officially launched this past Friday on August 1st. The book is, I think, and I can say this since the editors at Writer's Digest get all the credit for coming up with the idea, a revolutionary way to approach both classic literature and writing. I know I learned so much in analyzing Charlotte Bronte's epic novel and writing up the annotations. If you guys can get even half as much out of the experience as I did, I will be tickled pink. Book launches mean giveaways, and this one is no exception. Thanks to the very generous folks at Writer's Digest, I'm able to offer you guys some absolutely boffo prizes this time around, including a subscription to Writer's Digest online tutorials, a webinar of your choice from Writer's Digest University, and a drumroll, registration to the 2015 Writer's Digest conference in New York City. So be sure to drop by my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com to enter the drawing. Entries stay open through August 5th. The latest post in the series on my blog is Foreshadowing's number one job. It reveals a simple but often overlooked function of foreshadowing that all writers should be aware of. To find the post, visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled Most Common Writing Mistakes, Part 32, Boring Opening Lines. Opening lines are an art form unto themselves. They must introduce a story's tone, the author's wit, the plot itself, and most importantly, a reason why this story is worth the reader's time. Boring opening lines aren't something an author can afford, and yet they're harder to avoid than you might think. The problem is that opening lines must also be entirely functional. Where do we begin our stories? At the beginning. And where do most stories begin? Rather, ordinarily, with a character who has his feet on the ground and doesn't know that ground is about to be swept out from under him. We have to open in a comparative normal world. We have to make setting, character, and stakes clear to readers. In other words, we have to be straightforward, right? Sometimes. But your second paragraph will give you plenty of time for that. Your first concern in writing an opening line is hooking readers, and the only way to hook them is to make them curious. So let's take a look at some standard types of boring opening lines and what we can do to flip them around into something fascinating. First on our list is the weather line, such as, it was a bright and sunny day. The problem here is Snorzella. Granted, this sounds like a normal world just waiting to be taken down by a tragedy, but for the time being, there's nothing interesting about it. Perfection is never interesting. At least Edward Bulwer Linton's It Was a Dark and Stormy Night gave us some interesting atmosphere. A better opening line would be, It was a bright and sunny day, just the kind of day I was supposed to die in. Or how about the setting line, such as, the grocery store was busy today. This line does have a slight advantage over the previous one, since it offers a teensy hint that maybe something is out of kilter in this world. 
why, after all, is the grocery store's busyness more notable on this day than any other day? Still, with a dull opener like that, I wouldn't be at all surprised to read on and discover there isn't anything notable about this day. A better opening line would be, the grocery store was awfully busy for a ghost town. Consider also the character line, such as, Jenna had just turned 13. Good for Jenna, bad for readers. Kids turn 13 all the time. So why is Jenna so special? Without a hint of why Jenna or her 13th year are so important, readers aren't going to be very impressed. A better opening line would be, Jenna had just turned 13 the day the planet exploded. Or how about the general statement line, such as, Around here, strawberries don't ripen until late spring. The only thing this opening line is making me want is a ripe strawberry. It's certainly not making me want to read on. Readers either already know when strawberries are ripe or they don't care. What they care about is having their curiosity peaked. And common facts or worse cliches just aren't very piquant. A better opening line would be, Around here, strawberries don't ripen until late spring. But the magic wars had changed all that. And finally, we have the dialogue line, such as, Hi, Steve. You got a second? This is a bad way to open a fictional conversation, period. As an opening, a line like this is even more abysmal. We can only hope the caller has some scintillating reason to rob Steve of his second. But honestly, this reader is a long way from convinced. A better opening line would be, Hi, Steve. Just wanted to tell you I killed your mother-in-law. So are you seeing the common factor in all the boring lines and the common factor in all the better lines? The boring lines fail to invite readers deeper into the story world. The improved lines, on the other hand, all create a jarring note that makes readers stop, think what, and read on to figure out what's happening. The opening line should be a puzzle piece that makes readers need to figure out the larger picture of which it's a part. The opening line needs to make them curious because curious readers are putty in your hands. So now that you're all pumped to go out and write a killer opening line, let me back you up a step by saying that maybe you don't have to. Not all first lines are scintillating or curiosity-inducing in themselves. John was a good dad may be a perfectly acceptable opening line if it's followed by a killer second line. At least, that's what all his imaginary kids said. Sometimes you're going to use an on-the-nose first line to set up the punch in your second line, but you can't afford to wait much longer than that to offer readers the hook. If they get past that first paragraph without needing to do a double take, they may decide to put your book down and go after those fresh strawberries instead. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week. 